Hello podcast listeners, this is the Brendan Brown's Collections of Facts and Theories podcast show. And again, we are having a second bonus episode. And the second bonus episode is me having my interview this past week, this week just right here, Christmas week, where I was just discussing the Bible with my church. And this is not the same man, but it's a different man named Pastor Carlton Turner, my pastor for my church that I go to named Emmanuel Apostolic Church. If you go to his YouTube channel, which is called Carlton Turner, or either it's called Emmanuel Apostolic Church, that's one of the, that's one of the names for the YouTube channel. If it's called that, subscribe, go to his YouTube channel and subscribe. And also I want to tell you that this is an unscripted episode, so there might be some mess ups in there. The audio might sound a little messed up because the mic was dropping, I believe, in the middle of the first half of this um Bible study, but around maybe like the second and third half it was okay and everything went well. And I just hope you all enjoy this wonderful episode and another interview of another Bible study. Except this one is not the youth, but this one is with my church um family church members. Church family members. Alrighty guys. I hope you all enjoy this episode and let's move on. Discipline and sports because training and discipline 
are essential in order to win. This is exactly the comparison that the writer of the book of Hebrews uses in explaining the Christian walk. A race is the, the descriptive figure of, of speech in which he pictures the Christian life. There is the multitude of grandstands, the men and women of great faith, as mentioned in the 11th chapter of Hebrews. Though they be dead, yet they are in the grandstands urging us on and encouraging us with their example. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 6. And testimonies which are still speaking, Hebrews 11, 4. This is the great wrong of those who have served God and died without seeing the completion of the plan of Jesus Christ. These multitudes are now spectators and are urging us on to the completion of the race. So as believers, what might be some of the disciplines we, we need or we have to we have to use in order to have successful Christian lives? You have to learn to be patient. Okay, patience. Anything else? What else? What else we have to do? Govern ourselves to the word. Okay, govern ourselves to the word. Very good answer. Very good answer. What else? Okay, love showing love one to another. Okay. And respect um, each one another. Yeah. 
we not sometimes preoccupied or carried away by things that we've seen, things we've heard, mm-hmm. or things that we feel? Yeah. yeah. So in order for us to say again, and communication with the manners. Exactly. Yes, yes, sir. So, so when we get, when we understand that there are there are three dimensions of our discipline that we have to do as believers, and I think that we we oftentimes do an excellent job of disciplining ourselves spiritually, but I think the other two we sometimes yeah. leave lacking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if I'm if I'm sound of mind, if I have if I have myself regulated in my thinking, if I if I shape God what I'm exposed to, then I'm able to hear God more more, more clearly without as many distractions. Amen. Amen. If I discipline myself physically, mm-hmm. I, I, I'll feel better in my body. I won't be as tired as, as as I may be otherwise. I may not be as sickly as I am otherwise. So when we begin Amen. to understand the balance of all of the above, physical, spiritual, and and, and, and the soulless person, soulless part of us, then we, we begin to live a balanced life, which causes us to be able to uh, be the best uh, instrument or temples that God desires. Yes. Amen? Amen. Hey, yes, yes, sir. Try to hear type of uncle. Uncle trying to call me down. I, I can't. I'm, I'm in the... I'm, Juggling too many okay, okay, okay. Uh, all right, great, great. So, so when, as, as we as we get into as we get into this, our first question is: the one in this race, what must be done with the weights, according to Hebrews chapter twelve, verse one? Temper, attitude, jealousy, envy, fear, doubt, worry, unbelief. That is easily beset us. What what are we to do with the weights, according to Hebrews chapter twelve, verse one? Lay them aside. What does it mean to lay lay them aside? Stop doing them. Okay. Stop doing them. What what else do we have to do besides stop doing them? Because sometimes to, to stop doing them, it, it is not an immediate process, or it's not convenient immediately. Right? Sometimes we have to. Them. Six two eight. Okay. So 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 sometimes we have to start with the first step, which is acknowledging there's something that needs to be changed. Right? Because a lot of times as believers we take the mindset that uh as long as I don't acknowledge it, if I don't uh, say it is what it is, then it is it's not real. And that, we know that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. The Bible says, count those things to be not as though they were. But the Bible never told us to not claim things. If we have a tendency to believe it and say, well, I'm not going to claim it. If you have a problem with a particular situation, a habit or whatever, you need to acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. That's why the writer says that we would confess our sins, be faithful and just to forgive us of our sins, and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. He didn't say acknowledge, ignore it or pretend that it's not there. He says if we would acknowledge our sins. So it doesn't necessarily have to be just sin, but also wait. Because how many times do we find ourselves carried away by the same type of situation? Like we're worried about family members. We're worried about unsaved loved ones. We're worried about 
disappointment. We're worried about that bill. We're worried about that thing. And we get so preoccupied with those things that sometimes we can't really be free to be in worship or free to connect with God. And, and, and does that become a weight? Does that become a weight for us? Yes. 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 So, so what are we supposed to do with those things? Lay it aside, right? So Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3 says this, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a class of witness, let us lay aside every weight, every weight, let me, let me just stay here for a minute, every what? Every weight. Every weight. We don't say, well, y'all know who, y'all know how I am. Y'all know what that means. No, no. It, it, it becomes a problem or it becomes a weight or something that causes a, a, a schism or a division in the body of Christ. We have to look at, is this something that I need to do what? Lay aside, right? Yes. So lay aside every weight, then and sin which does so easily beset us. What does it mean, easily beset us? What does it mean to be, to be beset? What does it mean to be beset? get messed up in a way where we get sidetracked too much time. Sidetracked is exactly what I wanted to hear. Sidetracked. Because what happens when I'm sidetracked when, 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 when we the church have a commission? What are we called to do? Oh. To go to the hedges and the highway and the pale men to come, right? Mm-hmm. So what happens when I get distracted? I get beset. My focus then goes on the other things. Mm-hmm. If I become preoccupied with my, my health and whether I'm going to make it and whether I'm going to be saved when the rapture takes place and whether this is going to happen and whether that's going to happen, what then happens to my focus of those things that I'm supposed to fulfill in the earth as a believer? I can be said it. I, I step away from it, right? Mm-hmm. Why? Because I'm looking at things that Jesus, as he told the disciples, he said, don't think about what to wear, don't think about what to eat, don't think about what you need to say, because he said, in that hour, I, I would give you, or the Spirit will give you what to say and what to do. So as believers, when we trust God, we have to also trust his provisions, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we not know that God knows what we have need of before we, we get to the need? Yeah. Yeah. Did he not say that Consider the, the lilies of the field. Consider the sparrows of the air. He said they toil not, yet even Solomon is not arrayed like these. Meaning, people who had great wisdom and great wealth and great abilities still don't have all the things that God provides naturally or in his process. Does that make sense?
And that discipline is what? Cast down imagination. Uh-huh. Right? Bring every thought, bring every thought to obedience to the knowledge of what? Of who? Of Christ, right? Right. So, so when we understand that it's for me to discipline my thinking, it is for me to make certain that, that I am aware and mindful always of where God is and what his promises are, then therefore that should help me remove the weight. Uh-huh. That should help me be able to run the race with patience because whatever I'm going through, I can rest assured that God has a time of deliverance and God has a way of escape for me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, so then it says in verse number um, thirteen of Hebrews twelve. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your own in your minds. So it's telling you think about what Jesus went through. Yes. Amen. Went through a lot. The Bible says he he never said a mumbling word. Yes. He endured. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And when you understand that, you get to the place where you can find confidence in God. Amen. Does that make sense, everybody? Yes. Okay. Let me ask you a, a trivia question, and it's not one that you have to know, but I just want to see if you know. Who is the author of the book of Hebrews? Well... No, no, but the thing is with Paul. The thing is Paul. Oh, okay. thing is Paul. Very good. Thank you, Elder. It, it, it is sometimes attributed to Paul, other times to Apollos, and sometimes to um, Eutobus. Eutobus. But, but they don't know exactly who the author of the book of Hebrews is. However, we do know that the book was written, and God saw it fit to be in the 66 books that he would tell us to live by. Amen? Amen. All right, let's go to Amen. question number two. How is patience brought about that a steady pace may be developed? According to James chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. The time of your faith. Okay. What else? What else? Knowing this, that the calling of your faith is perfect patience, but yet patience has a perfect word that we may be perfect Joy 
when you fall into diverse temptation. So the first thing we have to do is we have to have the right mindset or disciplined mindset of knowing how to count things for what they are. Right? Uh-huh. So when I'm dealing with when I'm dealing with the facts about where God is and who He is in my situation, I count it all joy when I fall into diamond temptation. Right? Yes. Yeah, and verse number three says, "Knowing this." So the second thing is, I have the right perspective on things. I can count it all joy when things come to my life. Right? And then the second thing is knowing this, having the right knowledge, knowing this. Knowing what? That the trying of our faith worketh patience. So in other words, if I don't go through anything, if I don't have some things that causes me to learn to wait on God and trust God and lean on God, I Mm -hmm. won't develop faith. Does that make sense, anybody? Yes. What's number four? But let patience have her perfect work. No, then it says after you're in the thing that you're going through, and after you're experiencing the trial, after you're experiencing the diverse temptation, the Bible says, let the process have time to do what it needs to do for maturity. Because how often are we in things and we're praying and asking God, take me out, take me out now. Remove this thing from me now. Mm-hmm. No, it's not yet. When it's God's purpose for you to go through so that you would know him even at a greater level and know that even if he doesn't change the situation, he's able to keep you. Then we have to let patience have a perfect work in us, Uh right? Then it says that he may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. And that word perfect does not mean without flaw or without error. That word perfect means Amen. that you may come to you may come to maturity. Mm-hmm. You may come to full use of it. Okay? Because there's none perfect except who? Jesus. There's none there's Jesus. none without flaws except who? Jesus. Jesus. Jesus Christ, right? So mm-hmm. on your best day when you live as holy as you can and you follow all the scriptures and you do all the things that you know to do. Your righteousness is as still as what? Filthy right. rags, right? So, so that word perfect means you come shouldn't have. Right? So that means you've grown to maturity. That thing that now used to take you over, that thing that used to be a problem, is now what? It is no longer that can't, a conflict. Okay? All right, let's go on to the next verse. Verse, verse number five says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him what? Ask of God. Look what it says. It says, even if you don't have wisdom, if you don't have knowledge of how and what, you don't have to be embarrassed. You don't have to be afraid. He says to ask God. Amen. That giveth, that giveth to all men liberally and unbraideth not and it shall be given him. So if you lack something and you need it, you can ask God for it, and God provides it. Amen. Yes, amen. What does that do for us as believers? 
not only is he my shield, not only is he my, my buckler, but he's my provider, he's my educator, he is my sustainer, he is the one that gives me what I have need of. Right? So look at verse number six of day one. Let him ask in faith. Let him ask how? In faith. In faith, not wavering. For he that wavers is like the wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. In other words, don't come to God saying, I'm going to trust him. And when things turn bad or change, you change. Well, maybe that's not what God said. Maybe that's not what he wanted. You're going back and forth. Either you're going to trust God and you're going to hold on to what his word says, even if the circumstance changes or become difficult, or you're not. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I learned that when I'm going through something, I, I, I talk to the Lord about it. Lord, I know you're here with me because you promised never to leave me nor to take me. And I know that you really need it. Okay. That's because look what the word says. James 1, 7, and 8. After it says, but let him, let, let him not ask wavering. He says, for let not that man think that he shall receive anything from the Lord. That man who asks wavering, the man who lacks faith. He says, don't, don't deceive yourself. You can't receive of God wavering. You can't receive of God lacking faith. Verse 8, a double-minded man is unstable just in something. All what do you say, mother? All his ways. All his ways. How many of us believe that? How many of us honestly believe that? Yeah. If we believe that a double-minded man is unstable all his ways, We'll stop allowing ourselves to trust God a little bit and then not. We'll stop allowing ourselves to doubt. We'll stop allowing ourselves to be overtaken by the fear of the things of the world. We'll stop allowing ourselves to be overtaken by the devil. We'll stop allowing ourselves to be overwhelmed by the pandemic and, 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 and politics and all those. Because ultimately, we know that God is in control. Amen. So to live a disciplined life as a believer, I have to remind myself, Yes, these things are going on around me. Yes, some of these things I'm experiencing physically. But nevertheless, my ultimate trust and hope is in God and Him alone. Nah. I don't waver based on whether things are happening the way I plan or whether things are good or whether things are bad. Whether I'm in a storm or whether I'm in a pit or whether I'm in the, in the, in the lion's den, my faith has to be the same. And that faith has to be in God who is able to keep me and present me faultless. That God, that God is also, he is here, he is nigh unto my cry. And when I call him, when I call upon him, he will hear me and deliver me. Mm -hmm. Amen. Right? Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay, let's go to question number three. See Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Jesus finished his course in victory. And now, with the Father watching us, what is he going to do next? According to Revelation 12, 22, 12, excuse me. Revelation 12, 22, 
I'll read Hebrews chapter chapter 12 and verse 2 and 3 so you, you'll understand what the question is. Looking at the Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest he be wearied and faint in your mind. So the question is again, Jesus finished his course in victory and now, and is now with the Father. Watch, watching us. What is he going to do next? According to Revelation chapter 22, verse 12. Coming for us. And then the Coming for us.
Does that make sense, everybody? Okay. Are we going to be paid for things that we were not called to fulfill or called no. to accomplish? No. How many of us believe that? Mm-hmm. Because we have, a lot of times we have a tendency in Christendom or in churches that people want to be like somebody else. They, they desire somebody else's gift or someone else's offer. So if, you, mm-hmm. if God called you, and I'm not saying God calls ushers, but if God calls you to be the doorkeeper at the door, calls you to be an usher, and rather than being an usher, you are uh, a, 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 a choir director. Are you going to be rewarded for being a choir director? No, sir. No. If that's not your calling? No, sir. So does everybody understand that? Yes. Whatever you were called to do, you need to fulfill that. Amen. He said according to your work. And he says, you shall be, he says, behold, I come quick, and behold, I come quickly. And my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. Mm-hmm. Okay? That means your work is already done. That means you're doing, you, you've done the work. You're not just going to be starting. You will have been working in that capacity. Just like the, the, the Bible talks about the cloud of great witnesses that compasses us. Their works speak for them, although they died without seeing Jesus. Without seeing the, the accomplishment of the works of Jesus Christ. Their works mm-hmm. speak for them. In fact, the Bible points to them and tells us to consider those people. Okay? Mm-hmm. So let's look at Revelation twenty two fourteen, which is, Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right, the right, or have, may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. So what it also is going to be a part of that reward that those people receive who walk in obedience to God's word or to those prophecies. What else is going to happen? They may have a right to the tree of life, right? Mm-hmm. According to Revelation twenty-two fourteen. So what is Jesus doing? And what are his plans? His plan, as Mother said earlier, he's preparing a place for us. And where he is, he's coming back to receive us unto himself. Okay? How many of y'all believe Jesus Christ is still coming? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do. Yeah. How many believe that Jesus Christ is coming? Yeah. That's why he says, be, be not weary and well doing. Don't get weary in what you're doing. Although it seems like nobody acknowledges or even even sees what's what you're doing. All right, question number five. I didn't read. I'm sorry. Let's go back. I I, I question number four. The opposing team is not flesh and blood, but what are they? According to Ephesians chapter six verse twelve. The opposing team is not flesh and blood, but it is, it is what, what are they? According to Ephesians 6, 12. Who do we, who do we wrestle against? That's the 
And what else? Principalities and what else?
And then Jude, in the book of Jude, when he contended for the body of Moses, he brought not a railing accusation, but he does say what? Satan, the Lord rebuked thee. So we have to know the power that we have in God, but the only way for us to operate and demonstrate in that power, we have to make certain we're fully equipped. In order for us to be fully equipped, we have to be disciplined. Yeah. Okay? You can't just pray today and then don't pray again for another few weeks when things get bad again. No. The disciplined light of the life of the believer is men have to always pray and not faint. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You have to modify the deeds of the flesh daily because the enemy tries to capture us, drawing us away by our own lusts and our entice. So the more I die to my will and die to my flesh and die to the things of the world, the less ammunition he has against me. And who does he yeah. use to feed me? Who does, he, who, who does the system of darkness or powers of darkness or the enemy use to defeat us? Mm. Who and what does he use? Oh. Again? Oh, no. No, no. He uses us. Yeah. You are your worst enemy. We blame other people, but it's the things that you lust after, the things that you have a passion for, the things that you have appetites for, that the enemy uses to bring us into captivity. Mm-hmm. But when we discipline ourselves and we modify the deeds of the flesh, we die daily, we find ourselves able to resist the devil. We find ourselves able to rebuke the devil. We find ourselves able to, having done all to stand, able to stand, having our loins girt about with what? Food. So look at what look at what this says. Ephesians chapter four verses. Uh, Ephesians chapter six verses uh, ten through thirteen. Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His what? Name. His might. Make your statement. Not your strength. It's like, because sometimes we think I'm strong because I've been praying or I've been fasting or I've been saved a long time. Don't deceive yourself. Find my brother and be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on just the right adornment. Make sure you got on the right length, the right color. That's not what it takes? No, sir. All right, let me try this one. Make sure you got on your chapel scar. No, sir. Um, and you pray or prophesy. No, sir. Okay, so to make sure the whole head is covered, make sure you wear the right, your, your hat, the right side. <laughs> is that what it takes? No, sir. Huh? No, sir. Is that what it takes? No, sir. No? No. All right, let's, it, let's see what it says. It says, put on the whole armor of, of God. God. Oh, mm-hmm. That he may be able to stand against the wild of the devil. His tricks, his tactics. And if you have on the whole arm of God, his dots or whatever else can't stick in your head. Because he got on the helmet of salvation. If you got on the breastplate of righteousness, he can't he can't attack different parts of you because you've taken on the time to put on what is given to you to have the power, and not only the power, but the defense against the trick that the enemy has been oh, using Jesus. since the beginning of time. Verse number 12, Ephesians 6, 12 says, But we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. And against... So, first of all, he's telling you, stop wasting your time dealing with people. Stop being angry with people. <laughs> That's true. 
Yeah. Stop praying, asking God to change people. Because oftentimes it's not the person that, 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 that you're really having a problem with. But you need to recognize the spirit behind the things that's challenging you or the things that's causing hardship. And those are the things that we should come against. Those are the things that we should rebuke. Those are the things that we should bind. Those are the things we should take authority over. You can't take authority over another person. Amen. How many of y'all know that? Amen. Amen. Play with your kids and see how well it works. Play <laughs> with your stuff, see how well it works. It doesn't work so well, does it? <laughs> Why doesn't it work so well? Because, because we can't force will, nobody. Right? We can't force nobody. It's not our choice. It's, it's their choice. They will to do whatever they choose. Okay. So look at look at look at look at um, verse number thirteen of Ephesians six. Wherefore take unto you the whole arm of God. That big goes out of the mountain the second time. That you may be able to withstand in the days when you shout and speak in the tongues. What day? What day? Speaking in tongues. What day would you all consider it is now? Oh. So if you don't have on the whole armor, oh, yeah. can, can you stand? You think we're gonna be able to stand? No. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Put on the whole armor of God, God that you may be able to what? Stand. Take the pressure. Feel the weight of it. Put on, but stand in the evil day. And they says, having done all to stand, having done all, then do what? Oh. Oh. Stand. Mm -hmm. So when people are, 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 are <laughs> wavering and when they're f falling, then we have to ask, do they have on the whole armor? Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. if you have on the whole armor, you're going to be able to stand. Amen. 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 This is what the saints understand. Your shouting don't keep you. Amen. It's that belief. And that love. Listening and being able to sing great songs and enjoying great music won't keep you. Because what happens to shouting? That goes and goes on. With you get dance. tired and you have to stop shouting, right? Yeah. What happens to dancing? <laughs> dancing slows down or you just stop altogether. You get to a point where you may not be able to move your feet, but you can wave your hand. Mm -hmm. Right? It's <laughs> the one thing to stand sure. When you put on the whole armor, mm -hmm. it does not lose strength or power it because it's not your strength or power, yes. but it is the strength and the power of the might of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Amen. 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 And once you have your Lord's bread about with truth and once you discipline yourself, once you know who God is, and once you know the top, you have your confidence and God, the new mutability that God doesn't change, then you do what you have to understand. So whatever's coming in your life, you said, you know what? I know God is in control. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Doesn't matter what, doesn't uh -huh. matter what's uh -huh. happening, God is going to see me through this. From you knowing who God is. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah. All right, we have four minutes left. Okay. Are there any questions? Um, Pastor Turner, are you still there? I'm here, yes, sir. Okay, I would like to read a poem um, that I wanted to read. 
May I read it? Okay, hold on, hold on. I'll, I'll, give, him, I'll give you time at the end okay. to read it. Okay. But right now, I entertain questions or comments oh. about the lesson. Oh, you my bad. Me? My bad. No, you're fine. Just give, give me a minute. What, what is the title? Um, there's no title to it, but it's just a poem. Okay. Give me a minute. I want to I wanna entertain questions or comments that anybody may have in regards to the lesson. Okay. I'm, I'm reading yes, sir. Um, people's chat too, and I'm also entertaining the same in, in the uh, Google, Google meeting. Yes, sir. Any questions? Anybody have any comments? Can we leave your script? And those of you on the conference line, if you have a question or comment, please let us know. So, let me, I have a question. Do you think the saints need to work a little more discipline? Yes, sir. Because if we were more disciplined as individuals, we would be stronger as a body. Yeah. Amen. Uh -huh. Y'all know that? Amen. Uh -huh. Because the stronger I become as a believer, the stronger the body becomes. Why? Because the Bible says the strong bear the infirmity of who? The weak. So I can't bear the infirmity of the weak if I'm weak. I can't be a lender and not a borrower if I don't become a good steward over those things that God has given to me. That's right. Does that make sense, everybody? Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. All of that requires what? Patience. Discipline. Discipline. Yeah. Yeah. And patience. Discipline and patience. Exactly. Very good, Brother B. Patience. And patience have to have a, a perfect work in us, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. So I want us this week, because this is this is this is the week of that that that, that Christmas is being celebrated. I want you mm -hmm. to begin to discipline yourself. And I want you to discipline yourself the most on, on Friday. What do I want you to do on Friday? Discipline ourselves. You don't know what the discipline is yet. Say, say again. What did you say, mother? Absolutely. I want you to discipline yourself, not to be gluttonous. Don't eat any more than you need to. Amen. Okay? Yes, sir. <laughs> I mean, we have to start with the small things. Yeah. If, if we were further much away, I would tell you you need to discipline yourself, not overspending. Well, we don't, it's too late for that now. So what I need you to do is show some discipline. Mm -hmm. You can have a little bit of everything, but put them in small samples on your plate. And when you get done eating, get done eating. Mm -hmm. And if you need to, do a smaller plate. That's a good way to discipline yourself. Somebody put old boy. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. Twas the night Jesus came and all through the house. Not a person was praying. Not one in the house. The Bible was left on the shelf without care. For no one thought Jesus would come there. The children were dressing to crawl into bed. 
not once ever kneeling or bowing their head. And mom in a rocking chair with babe on her lap was watching a late show as I took a nap. When out of the east there rose such a clatter, I sprang to my feet to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and lifted the stash, the sash, excuse me. When what to my when what to my wondering eyes should appear, but angels proclaiming that Jesus was near. The light of his face made me cover my head. Was Jesus returning, just like he said? Oh. And though I possessed worldly wisdom and wealth, I cried when I saw him in spite of myself. In the book of life, what she held in his hand was written the name of a very saved man. He spoke not a word as he searched for my name. When he said, it's not here, my head hung in shame. The people whose names had been written with love, he gathered to take his father above. With those who were ready, he rose without sound, while all of the others were left standing around. I felt to my knees, but it was too late. I'd waited too long and thus sealed my fate. I stood and I cried as they rose out of sight. Oh, if only I'd known that this was the night. In the words of this poem, the meaning is clear. The coming of Jesus is now drawing near. There's only one life, and when it comes to the last call, we'll find out that the Bible was true after all. And that's all what the poem was saying. And this poem is a great inspiration to read, you know, before Christmas. And I just wanted to just read that to y'all and just, you know, bring encouragement and bring excitement. And everyone who's watching the YouTube channel, it's just um a great inspiration. If you want to join Christ or if you already joined Christ, it's still a good inspiration for you to just keep on pushing, 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 because we do not know when the last day will come in Judgment Day. Excuse me. Amen. Thank you, brother. Amen. All right, let's close out in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your love. And Lord, as we have been in the study of your word, we ask that your word be settled in our hearts and our minds. And Lord, everything that is done tonight, let it be done and let it be settled in us, Lord God, that we may find the necessary discipline to continue to look unto you who's the author and finish of our faith. Help us, God, that we would be better tomorrow than we were on today, and we'd be better next year than we were last year. But everything that we do, let it give glory and honor to your name, Lord, that men and women around us may see you through us, and they may cry out, what must I do to be saved? Bless God is all you can. In Jesus' name we pray. We lift up our hands without wrath, without doubting. May the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ be with us henceforth and forevermore. Let us all say, Amen. 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 Thank you again, podcast listeners, for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed this wonderful episode and continue to keep on sharing my content. Share this podcast and anyone you know, family members, friends, anyone, just share this podcast because this is a news podcast where I give you the latest updates on every topic that you can talk about from politics to video games, from video games to movies to movies to the real world to everything. But the politics part, I should say I really don't do politics on this channel because I do not like politics. But I will talk about real world things that are occurring in the time we're living in now and in the future as well.
So again, just share this podcast, and I hope you guys enjoyed that poem and this whole episode, because that same poem I read was the same one my grandmother read on the interview episode we had today. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and have a blessed day.